powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James and I'm joined today with host Stephanie Flood. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I am fantastic. Very excited for today's episode. Yes, I'm excited as well. We have our very own Roxanne Gibbs all the way from Sutter Creek in the house today, and she's actually here in person. So it's going to be a great show. I'm excited. This is going to be fantastic. Yes, Roxanne is here visiting the new service center. We get to sit across from her and have a real conversation that we can share with all of you out there at Gold Nation. So why don't we just go ahead and get started? So for those of you that don't know Roxanne, she is an agent in our Sutter Creek office, has a team out there, and has been with REMAX Gold for nine years as of today, the day we are recording this episode. So Roxanne, can you start by sharing with our audience kind of how you came into real estate and joined Gold Nation? Yes, I um, would be glad to. We I got my license in 2004 and was able to um, help you know, do extra little things for the family, vacations, things like that. And then in 2013, I went ahead and had gone through a divorce and was able to um, need to figure something out and decided to get back into real estate full time. And that's when I joined um, Remax Gold. There were a couple girls that had an office in my area. And I thought with the Remax name, it seemed like there would be a lot of leads and, and a great place to get started. So Roxanne, I'd love for you to just kind of uh, take us back to that moment. It's 2013, uh, and today I believe is the nine-year anniversary that you mm -hmm. have been with Gold Nation. So thank you for your partnership, nine years and counting. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's 2013, and you're going through this challenging time in your life. You've got you know three children that uh, you are, of course, responsible for, I believe, ages 5, 11, and 14, and you're trying to get going in the business again and get going in your career with real estate. So can you kind of share with the audience, you know, your approach in those early years as you re-engage the industry, yet you had, you know, all of the family responsibilities, and I'm sure there was a juggling act there. I'd love for you to just kind of share with the audience how you have found some balance and still managed to get a very successful career in real estate going. Um, it took a little time. Uh, it was very difficult at the beginning. I remember um, coming aboard in April and not having anything close until December. Um, Steve Davies calling and wanting to give me some advice on <laughs> what I should be doing to get my career going. Um, but in that meantime, that at that point, you're, you're figuring everything out. So um, it, was a, it was challenging uh, having different um, sporting activities. You're running running people, trying to figure out the balance of being back in the workforce. Um, yeah, I was, I would say most of it was figured out by trial by error. So your years of being a single parent are highly relatable for me, having done that for, for many, many years too, my daughters being grown now 20 and 22. So I get <laughs> what you were going through with the ages at, at that time, with all of the activities, all of the school needs. And then of course, 
rebuilding what turns out to be a very successful real estate career. So what I want you to be able to share with our audience, because I know there are people out there that are going through the same stuff, that are in the same spot of trying to balance and trying to to do it all, as we all often try to do. So can you share with them kind of what you did, the really, the really simple nature of how you looked at your schedule and how you looked at each day and your time and, and how you got through that and took care of everybody? Yes. Um, it was difficult to figure out. It took me a few years, but then I got a feel for it. Um, I just would get the planner out and look, and the kids' stuff goes in first, and then I would work my schedule around that. And I wouldn't tell my clients where, you know, what I was doing. I, I gave choices of other time frames. Um, I'm not available at that time frame, but I am available, you know, A, B, or C, you know, and, and it puts your schedule in your control that you're able to, then you're able to go ahead and prioritize your kids and um, the things that are important to you, your time, things like that. So scheduling was huge. Um, and, and also having the support of community and networking with other friends and family that could help um, balance things out um, with schedules and, and going places and things like that. And and another thing as an agent, as many single agents know, and and maybe not single, <laughs> but you're, you're taking your kids with you sometimes. You know, they're hanging signs and they're going on car rides and they're sitting in a tree fort of someone, <laughs> you're a listing appointment. You know, I've had to, had to take them to things um, and it's kind of fun memories, you know, but you learn to balance it. Yeah. So, so I got a mm-hmm. question for you, Roxanne, yeah. because, you know, my, my wife, of course, is an agent. Many, mm-hmm. many of the folks in the audience know that about my family and, and my household. And so, <laughs> you know, I am, I am intimately connected to, you know, the struggles that an agent faces when they're trying to juggle family and friends and just lifestyle. And so I would love for you to kind of share like how you have been able to disconnect from the business at times because it's it's a challenge, right? We are always connected to the phone. The clients don't necessarily always respect and and bring that boundary or that uh, that you know that uh, that boundary around your space and your time and what you're doing with your family. And so you know, how have you been able to turn it off? You know, or or did you turn it off? And how did you find that balance with your children and set that example to carve out specific time for your family? Um, at the beginning, I did not carve out the time very well. That took me a long time. Actually, this last year, Steve had sent me a message and said, it's so nice seeing you out living your life and doing your thing and still top producing. You know, it takes, it takes years. And, and I've had people say that, but I think what I realized is that when you're prioritizing and doing the right things, um, taking care of your family, taking time off because you truly need it so that you can be hundred percent when you get back into the business the money comes, the people will still call. Um, you know, if a missed call, you can call someone back setting boundaries with time frames when clients would want to text at 5am, things like that. You, you set the boundaries and boundaries are really hard at the beginning because I feel like you're just struggling to, um, get anything you can, you'll answer anything, you'll do anything, you know, just to get the business. But then with time, I think that's the beauty of it is learning and, and managing with growth and um, experience as you, as you go along. So sometimes I turn the phone off, you know, and, and connect. Sometimes you go vacation where there's no cell service. Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> so, so, so kind of as a follow up to that real mm-hmm. quick, because, you know, 
active conversation. Hey, just mm-hmm. turn the phone off. And of course mm-hmm. the fear is, well, I don't want to, you know, miss something or have a client think that, you know, I'm ignoring them. And so what was your experience when you would turn it off for two hours or three hours or five or be gone for a couple of days where there's no mm-hmm. cell phone or service? Did you come back to major catastrophe in your business or was it all, all, all okay in the end? It's all okay in the end. Yeah. I, I always tell my kids, I mean, when you've been through a lot in your life, we have this reality of, are you really going to, is anyone going to die from it? No. So it's all going to be okay. You can, you, you know, from leaving messages and having other agents step up and um, people don't know if you're out showing property or s- with your family. That's where I think you need to prioritize your time because other people don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you set your times and your boundaries and you don't need to share what you're doing, but that stuff is really important. And I just, like I said before, it's, um, when you're doing the right thing and you're showing up, you, the, the business keeps coming, the people keep calling back and, and it's a human real estate is a human business. So it's like, it's about relationships and connections. And so if you're connected and you're usually always there for your client, I think the thing is, is when you do take that time, if you're a good agent and you're doing your thing, taking that time, it, it always pays off. So in, in all of that, so all the busy stuff, when mm-hmm. you did, take that time for you. How did you decide when to do that? How did you make sure that you were still taking care of you? So not even the vacation stuff, but like on a daily basis, where did you find time for the self-care and to make sure that you were still okay in the midst of very busy real estate business, very busy family life with different activities, different sports, different things pulling you in so many directions. How were you able to still take care of you? Um, I think in that it's, it's figuring out the things that are really important to you. And, um, I had someone once tell me, um, that you can't do everything a hundred percent as much as we'd like to. (laughs) And so in some aspects you have to pick and choose, um, the different things that are, that are important to you and spending time with friends, the things that fill me up. I, I really honed in and figured out what those were and walks on the back roads, concerts, live music, moments with my kids, um, things like that. It's you, I realized early on, if you are filling up that bucket, then I have the, you know, I guess the energy, <laughs> my bucket is full. You're able to go ahead and, and give more to your clients. Roxanne, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you sharing in your, in your words, like your experience and how you're navigating this business and juggling family. I think it's something that our audience can certainly relate to. I know Stephanie and I are over here shaking our heads like, yeah, I I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but you still manage to find a way. And in the end, you know, it's going to be okay when you're taking time for yourself or you don't get back to the client right away. So I just appreciate you, you know, kind of sharing with our audience, which is probably an encouragement for many to kind of hear because, you know, we've just come out of a, a pretty a chaotic couple of years in the pandemic. Lives have been totally turned upside down. As we know, business has been highly competitive. And the market today, 
it still presents its challenges, right? So as you think about today's challenges in business and where you're at in your career today, um, how are you, you know, working through this particular season of, of the challenges in the industry, right? So we're in this spot where there's low inventory and it's hard to get offers accepted. And so not only do you have to find that space for yourself and, and balance it, but you have clients that are, you know, also, you know, highly challenged by what's taking place in the real estate market. So how are you navigating those conversations with your clients today? Um, I've had it multiple times where, where things have not gone as the client has hoped, um, especially in a buyer situation right now. And with that, it's, I think it's being compassionate and feeling, um, having them understand, and I t- truly believe this, that when things don't work out, when we're writing the best offer possible and putting our best foot forward with real estate um, and you're writing an offer, you're able, <laughs> that's not the right house. And I have a hundred percent faith in that something about homes and what they mean and, and who ends up in them. And it's every single time we are not, it's, it's very disappointing. And, and I just try to be compassionate and understanding and then letting them know with a hundred percent certainty, the home you end up in is going to be the one that you love and you're going to love it more than any of these other ones you know, 99% of the time, you know, it's just a way to kind of, and they keep saying, Oh yeah. And then sure enough that, that ends up happening, but yeah, it all, Mm -hmm. it all comes together. It does. Yes, it does. Yes. And, and you recently went through Mm -hmm. a personal challenge with your housing situation that probably gave you a new, maybe appreciation or understanding for Mm -hmm. what some of our clients are going through in today's market. So why don't you share that with the, uh, the audience today? Um, being able to buy my own, uh, first home just uh, happened for me on my own as a single woman just happened for me in, um, this last December, it just closed. So very exciting. But, um, in that process, I was uh, given a 60 day notice and in this market, um, with very low inventory and our area having zero rentals, it was very stressful. Um, the pressure was on, I had 60 days to get out during the holidays And, um, when I looked on the market, there were three houses on the market. I was devastated. It triggered stuff from a past. Um, and when I was young, we were put in a very similar situation and that ended up being, um, we ended up not having a home being homeless. So it triggered a lot of stuff and, and it really, I realized again, as many people as you help, everyone's story is different. Um, the stress of moving and, from one place to another for whatever circumstance. Um, it could be something positive. It's still very stressful. And the compassion that I experienced from other agent that I was buying the house from, um, my lender, all of that, it's such a big, it, it's so important. And it, and it really made me realize, you know, the personal side of real estate and the relationship side is, is really so important um, to keep your clients, you know, as they're going through this process. I think I, and I love that you're willing to share that and kind of take us back to the things that you have been through. And it, I think that you were definitely meant to be in this business and helping people find their homes just with your connection to homes and having been through that yourself, that really, I think that really hits home for lack of a better way to describe (laughs) it though. It just, it seems very much meant to be just observing that with you today. I want to go kind of a different direction. So 
you have this great approach, which you have perfected, which I'm sure, you know, there were plenty of bumps in the road as we've all you know been through as parents, obviously, with balancing your business and your family. But what I really want to know, especially, you know, this coming from me personally, so coming from you know, the female perspective, we have this need to kind of be this superwoman, right? To do everything, to do it all perfectly. Like you said, you can't do it all 100% all the time. And there's this feeling this of not being able to say no to things and just kind of do it all. And I'm wondering, clearly you're able to say no to things and you're able to pick and choose the things that are best for you, your business and your family. Okay, how do you do that? Because that's not an easy (laughs) thing to do. I want to hear from you of how you're able to gracefully say no or pick and choose really carefully what, what you want to do. I think that comes with time and age, (laughs) um, and experience. Um, it was very hard at the beginning, um, especially with networking throughout our community and running ladies nights in our small town, part of the business. I was involved in so many different things and I was the yes girl. I would do this. I would do that. And as the business has grown, I realized you can delegate was probably the first part is that maybe I do want to say yes. And I want to be involved in these things because I think it's an important part of our community, but I don't personally have to do it, you know, or I can support it. Um, financially, I, with the County, I've stepped back a little bit, um, with the move and, uh, you know, transition stuff with 2020 and 2021, I've sold a lot of real estate. So it hasn't allowed me to be as involved in some of the community things, but I can still show up and buy animals, you know, Uh, from the kids at the fair or, you know, there's just different ways. So I think figuring out and navigating um, how to say no and and delegating. And then also just knowing as, as you get older and you have the experience, I've just been like, my priorities are at this point in line, I guess, you know, they, I really know what are the important things to me and the time and I make time for those. And then if I can fill in the other things I do, but I don't, I don't, I don't have to be on every committee of every thing in our, in our County. You know, it's, you've taken the time to build a, a good solid business and I'll always support the community and give back, but you just start to pick and choose different things. So Roxanne, I, I'd like to just kind of look back at the last nine years that you have grown your business here at gold nation. And again, juggling and managing all the things as a single mother And I'd like you to kind of take a look back now in the past, right? And you're talking about saying, you know, saying no to certain things to find that balance. And then, of course, delegating certain things. You you had shared a a quick story when you finally figured out, hey, I think I need to hire a TC and what that meant to you and your business. But, you know, (laughs) going back now and looking back, what is the one thing that you would maybe tell yourself to do sooner in your business rather than waiting Great question. I would have to say hiring the right people, hiring the people to do the things. Um, recently we've been going over stuff, um, really figuring out what, what part of your business brings you joy. And these are the parts of the business that I want to do. I don't want to do A, B, C, and D. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of money, you know, like (laughs) where I could be making more money and I'm delegating my time doing these other things that I really don't enjoy doing. So this last year, um, when we did our yearly meeting with the team, that was one of the things we talked about was, um, going through and, um, you know, setting up the things that you like to do versus the things you don't, and then delegating those off, um, so that you're able to 
enjoy and make more money, such as the TC. (laughs) Sounds like a very uh, Marie Kondo approach to your business. And I'm loving that. I'm just thinking about how, okay, this part doesn't bring you joy. So this can't stay. This has to go. Right. right? And, but it's so funny because it's like, if you're doing this and you're doing stuff that you really don't like doing it, it's like, there are people out there that will be willing to do it for you. And so it's figuring that stuff out so that you're able to keep continue doing the things that you enjoy doing Love just, that. and saying, no, like, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want to be spending my days doing. You know, life's too short. It is. <laughs> I have one other question mm-hmm. that I know that you uh, really value doing a vision board and, mm-hmm. and casting and looking forward mm-hmm. to what you want, especially as we talk about yeah. the parts of the business that don't bring you joy. So can you, you share with our audience a little bit about how and why? Why is a vision board important to you? Why do you do that and kind of your process that goes into that? I, I am passionate about the vision boards. This I could talk for days about. but um, And I, not just a vision board, but writing down um, your goals. I did that at the very beginning. Um, I had a goal. I remember I hadn't even gotten back into real estate yet. But I was thinking if I could make this number, I'd be set. Right? But it was written down. And then when I got into it and I was going, I have little sticky notes on my computer. I want to be top 10 in our county. Um, I have notes when I walk in my office of how much sales are running, what listings I have. I'm very visual. So for me, that's been a benefit. Um, and I even for some of my agents, they've had new babies. And I, I have one agent that struggles with balance. Like she wants to work, work, work because she's, she's in the grind. But I keep telling her, don't miss out. Even if you have to put that note on your computer. And she came back to me and was like, I did that. And she's like, I can't tell you how many times that I, because I said, you're not going to get those minutes back. You don't get it back. And so it doesn't matter if it's a goal, I think financially, something you want in your home or something you need to be reminded of. Writing stuff down is, is really important and putting it um, so you're seeing it, you know, visually. It's just people say it, but it, it is 100%. I feel like you'll reach your stuff if it's written down and you're looking at it. You can write it down and put it in a book and not look at it, but put it on your wall and, and be seeing it on a daily basis or on your Peloton or whatever you, wherever you're going to be every day, look at it because it it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's an important piece that being able to see it consistently Mm -hmm. because what you just described, I'm that person. I've got goals and stuff written down like <laughs> on too. spreadsheets and then mm-hmm. I close them and I don't open them for, you mm-hmm. know, six months or until next year. Um, so, you know, putting them up where you can see them as a constant reminder uh, is a nice reminder of something I probably need to <laughs> yeah. uh, reconsider in how I approach goals and vision casting. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Um, what else, Roxanne? Again, I'm, I'm looking for you know, the, the journey you've been on, you've, you've learned a lot and you're certainly mm-hmm. imparting some great wisdom and nuggets to agents that might be trying to figure out how to balance things and, and, and how to say no to certain things and to begin delegating. And that was, you know, the one thing looking back is, is maybe doing that sooner in your business, right? Is there Mm -hmm. anything else that you can think about? Like if you were to go back nine years ago and sit with yourself and start casting the vision for your business, um, you know, how would you approach it differently or would you not approach it differently? That's a great question. Um, the business side of me that has learned um, the hard way along the way would be to create systems early on. And when I say systems, because life is going to hand you 
different things throughout new babies, <laughs> divorces, who knows. Um, but if you have systems in place, it's easy to kind of go back to them and, and pick them up. They might not look the same and you have to reorder, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, but having systems in place for, for the business, having systems in place for at home, I think that's what's helped me manage, um, all of it and juggle it all. And then when I moved, everything got thrown up into the air and I've been funky the last few months because my systems are all screwed up because it was so well oiled. But what I just did with my assistant is sat back down and I'm reordering those systems, but, and, and some you're picking up the pieces, so they look a little different, but so that is so important. And then I'd also get, um, I would get business coaching because real estate is a business and people, someone that said, do these certain things right off the bat. And that it's, that it's really important as far as building a business. So some people are agents and, and that's what you do, but I feel like real estate, if you, the sky's the limit and it's amazing. It's amazing for single, single people. It's amazing for anyone, but it's, if you have that right balance and the, and getting a teacher, I felt like for bi the business side of it, I would have, I would have loved to have done that if I yeah. could go back. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really uh, wise to, to, to share with the, the audience today. I think that, you know, as, as an agent, we wear all the hats, especially early on, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're trying to figure it out and you're the marketing person, you're the salesperson, you're the, you know, you're, you're mm -hmm. your own accounting person. And yeah. you got to kind of do a little bit of everything. And so figuring out how to systematize things early on, finding the right support pieces, whether it's a TC to start, mm -hmm. uh, if in, you know, if you can get an assistant in place to do some of the things that maybe you don't like to do, that begins to liberate you as an agent to focus on the things that you like to do, right? right? And that's when the business gets exciting and it gets enjoyable. And I think that begins to rub off on clients as well, right? Like mm -hmm. when you're in a good spot, like in your business and you like what you're do, your, your clients will pick up on that. And that becomes an attractant to the, to the clients because they're like, okay, there's, there's confidence there. I want to be around that. Mm -hmm. And they see that in you. And that helps then begin to magnify and, and, and really accelerate, you know, one's business once you can kind of get to that spot. So, yeah, that's great. Well, this has been just so much fun getting to talk to you. I wonder if, you know, just from a life perspective or, or kind of final words, final words of wisdom for us, real estate or not, doesn't matter. Just what, what might you like to leave with our audience for, for final thoughts from our talk, chat today? I'm going to just have to say that, um, which I've, I've kind of said in different ways today, but um, prioritizing and making sure that the things that are important to you, your heart and soul, you're taking care of those through this business. You're not sacrificing those through this business um, will bring the success. And, and I think being kind, doing good for your community, your kids, being there for the people that you love. It's no one's perfect, but I feel like if when you're putting that, you know, right foot forward, I guess you'd say it, it all kind of falls into place. Well, Roxanne, I, uh, I just want to thank you and um, just honor you and acknowledge, you know, what you've accomplished in your business. Um, you know, I'd shared in our, in our kind of pre-meeting, but my mom also a single mom of five, I'm the oldest of five. <laughs> and, you know, I, I saw the struggles, but I didn't really come to know how challenging it was until of course I became a parent and, you know, my wife and I have three and it's hard 
when there's two parents, and I know it's hard when there's one, but it's just, it can always be hard. There's always a challenge, right? And that is, that is life. And so, you know, thank you for sharing with our audience today, just, you know, your journey in the business and the challenges that you've overcome and how you've learned on this, you know, kind of process and in this journey of real estate to find time for yourself, to make sure that you prioritize the kids, to turn off the business on occasion. It's okay to do that and things aren't going to necessarily fall apart, right? right? You can put the phone down for a couple of hours and the world isn't going to fall apart as we know it. Mm -hmm. And so I love hearing that because I think people need to hear that mm -hmm. um, because there's a fear. There's a fear that if I put the phone down, people are going to think that I'm not that I'm not serving them to the highest of my ability. And I think part of us being able to serve our clients is being in a healthy spot and sometimes disconnecting for a couple of hours recharges you and fills you back up and brings that mindset and that health back to a right balance so that you can then go back in and <laughs> yeah. fight the good fight yet again, right? Um, so thank you. It's been such a great conversation with you, and I appreciate your time today. Thank you. It's been great. This has been, of course, fantastic. Really <laughs> have enjoyed just getting to know you through this process and appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable and, and share with everybody because it's nice to hear things and realize that we're not alone in some of the things that we feel and some of the challenges that we face. It, it does help to know that people have been there, they've gotten through it, they've found solutions. And just to hear that sometimes is just the reassurance that we need to, to pick up and keep going and to persevere. All right. And before we sign off, Roxanne, I'd love for you to just share, hey, where are you at? Uh, you're out in Sutter Creek. I, I was on your web, Fiddletown. I don't even, like, where's that at? Like, yes. how can people find you? you What's that know? market like out there? I hear there's, like, you know, some, some like, vacation rental opportunities out there and things like that. What's going on in your market and how can people get connected? Yeah, our market is amazing. Um, you got the Shenandoah Valley out there, lots of wineries, beautiful place to visit. If you haven't been out there, the Rolling Green Hills, it's stunning. Um, great Airbnb opportunities. Um, there's not a lot of hotels in that area, so <laughs> people are snatching them up. Um, cute little towns, little gold town, great place to visit, lunch, antique stores, wineries. Um, the real estate market has been amazing. Um, a lot of people with the um, COVID have been able to work from home and have found coming from the Bay and things like that and able to find second homes have become their permanent home or their um, buying another home, lots of friends and family are following. So it's it's a great area. Um, kind of like going a step back in time, I guess you would say. So there's like a peacefulness and a great feel out there. So if you haven't visited and checked out the real estate market, which is happening, yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Roxanne, and we appreciate uh, the conversation yeah. today. Stephanie, always a pleasure. And to everyone <laughs> at Gold Nation, thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Juggernaut Podcast, and we'll see you next month. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.